0: All right, tre like, good morning. Let us begin begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning 's share. Sorry to thank our Commodore sponsors for the month of other Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the and Drhos this month in memory of paul 's grandparents i 'm sorry. Dina Bas Pesach and Zacharia Ben Zacharia, We thank our week of learning sponsors, Akiva Noach and Karen Andrews, for dedicating the learning this week for the yard of Karen's mother, Marsha Bas Dovid, and our Dafiomi sponsors for this morning, Linda and Michael Elman, Leiloi Nishmas, Bernice Rogoff Rubin, Basha Bas Binyamin. Good. Okay. We hope that in the merit of our Tamat Torah, the Neshama, have an Aliyah, and the family Enucham. So with that, let us begin. So we have an incredible, incredible daft ahead of us today. So we are picking up, today's daft is Sadiq Be'ez, 92. So we are picking up Amirat HaShem on Tzadik Aleph, Amit Be'ez at the two dafts. So we left off a little bit before the Mishnah at Tanerah Abonon, right by, right by, right across from Tosus, Shem So it's a really incredible gemara today. So it says in Pesach, Matzah, Umar, Berishon, Chovah. So the B'raiser says, Pesach, Matzah, Umar, on the first, uh, what we call Pesach, Rishon, is obligatory. Mikan ve'elech, Rishos, but from here on in, it is optional. Says the Gemara, well, what are we talking about? Rabbi Shimon Omer, Ba'anoshim, Chovah, Ba'anoshim, Rishos, Rabbi Shimon says, for men, it's obligatory, for women, it's optional. So Ahi Akai. So what are we referring to over here? Elei, Ma'a, Pesach, if you want to say ultimately again that when Rabbi Shimon says for men it's obligatory for women it's optional, it's referring to Pesach, carbon Pesach. So Pesach called Shiva Mi'ika. So I'll say there's no such thing as carbon Pesach being obligatory all seven days of Yom Tiv. Amatsu Umar. Perhaps it's referring to Matsu Umar. Here is the problem. Ema sefa. Rabbi Shimon Omer. When Rabbi Shimon says that for men it's obligatory, for women it's optional. So the Gemara said, Leslie, the Rabbi Shimon, Hadam Rabbi Elozer, Noshim Chayavos Pachilos Matzo, Devar Torah. Because Rabbi Shimon not subscribed to Yadir Avosa, as much as we had a discussion yesterday's DAF regarding Kabin Pesach, but everyone will agree that women are obligated for Matzo. After all, the Pesach says, Shenei Amar, Lo Sochal Alov Chometz, Shivas Yomim Tochal Alav Matzah. The pasuk says, you shall not eat chametz for seven days, you shall eat matzah. Now the fact that we juxtapose the prohibition of chametz to the obligation of matzah teaches us a very important yesod. yeshno matzah. Whoever has a prohibition to consume chametz has an obligation to go out and consume matzah. And these women, since they have a prohibition to go, since they, ha, they, they are bound by the prohibition to consume or against consuming chametz, they have an obligation to consume Matzah. So what, what is the Bryson referring to? So rather, again, what the Bryson means to say is like this. Pesach, Matzah, and Marr are obligatory ultimately again on Pesach Rishon, Mikan Ve'elech on the first day of Yom Tiv, Mikan Rishos, but from there on in, it is a Rishos. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Shimon Omer Pesach, ba Nashim chova, bin noshim and Rabbi Shimon disagrees when it comes to carbon Pesach, and he will say that when it comes to carbon Pesach, halok halomaisa, it's obligatory for women, but ultimately, again, it is optional for, sorry, it is obligatory for men, but optional, sorry, but optional for women. Good. So i say that's the braisa. So that closes out that particular sugya. Says the Mishnah. So now, we're going to continue a little bit on the previous sugya as well which was which was the notion of well let's see so remember we spoke about in, in, in yesterday's daf we saw the concept that someone who is unable to technically eat at the time of shechita, you know, Rabbi Shur mentions to me after the Sheer, Remember, when we speak about shechita, right? Somebody who's fit or not fit is not shechita. Really, what we're looking for is zrika, right? Because remember, again, it's zrika which actually, which actually makes the carbon the carbon. But was, so, whenever when I say shechita, really in this context, are referring to shechita slash zrika. So, we're introduced to the concept that even with someone who's not fit to go ahead and consume the carbon. At the time of Shita slash Zrika, but will be fit that night can be part of the Khabura. So continuing a little bit, a little bit along this theme, the Mishnah says as follows. The Mishnah says, Onin Tovel Erev, an interesting case here. An Onin. So remember again, the Onin is the individual who has lost one of the seven relatives for whom he is obligated to mourn. So an onin goes to the mikvah. Now, we'll say this is actually quite an interesting aloha. The the Midirah Bonon, we say that an onen cannot partake of kodshim and of karbim besach until he first goes to the mikvah. Now, remember, this is interesting because this is true even if he did not come in contact with the corpse. Right? Haloha Well, we'll see this in the marriage. So, onen, tova v'okhal is So, an onen, so we'll say, so remember again the context here. The onen is the individual who lost the relative. What we discussed already in yesterday's daf is that, technically speaking, and this is the opinion that the mission is going by, Aninus d'oraysa only applies for the day of death. That night, he's still an onen midr'abana. But what we're going to see is we suspend rabbinic Aninus so as to allow him to partake of the carbon Pesach. However, before the onen can partake of the carbon Pesach, he must first go to the mikvah. Ha- ava But I both say this would not apply by kachim. So what this means is, for example, as follows. That haloch Reuven loses his father on Erev Pesach. Okay? So now or oraysa, on Erev Pesach, that day he is an oning. Which means he cannot partake of any kachim. That oning status really extends into the night as well. So which means at night, he would not be permitted to eat other kachim. However, so we're going to see Chazal suspended rabbinic nighttime aninos in order to allow Ruvain to partake of carbon pesach. We'll see that We'll see that in the Gemara. But what the mission is introducing us to is Ruvain cannot, part- cannot participate in carbon pesach until he first goes to the mikvah. So this is only a din by carbon pesach, not by other kachim. Hashomea a meso, if somebody hears. About a relative who died. Now, I'm going to this is talking about what we call Ishmoor Rechoka. So, if a person hears about the death of a loved one, one of the seven close relatives, right? A mother, father, brother, sister, son, daughter, spouse. If one hears about the death of a loved one, if you hear about it within 30 days, you have to observe Shiva. If you hear it after 30 days, essentially you only observe one day of mourning. So that's the case of Yahshu'me'a'a'me'eso, Someone hears about the death of a loved one, but outside of 30 days, or is after 30 days of the death, or top of tzaddik the What or I both say Likut at samus. Likot means when a person would collect the remains of a loved one for reburial. So i will say, for us, this sounds a little bit strange, but remember, this manah mishnah. It was common that what you would do was as follows: you would go ahead and you would, They had burial vaults. So, like if you ever go in in Yerushalayim, right outside of the grave of Shimon Sadik, there is what they called the kever of the Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin Hakatan. It was a burial vault. It was a burial vault. So, what a burial vault was: you had a cave. The cave had slabs. They would put the body on the slabs. That's still considered to be like burial in the earth. The other way to the body would decompose. They would collect the bones, and then they would bury the bones in a family plot. You have to understand something. Apparently, you know, the issue of not having enough space for burial in Eretz Yisrael has always been an issue. You know, you see this now, it's happening in Haramanuchos. They're starting to build, right, buildings, well, well underground vaults. That, so what they would do is they would collect bones, because obviously you need, you need a lot less space to bury bones, then you need to bury a body. So the day that you would collect the remains of a loved one, there would be like, that day was a day of Avelos. So the Mishnah says over here, if you hear about the death of a loved one after 80 days, or the day in which you're collecting the remains of your loved one, these days counted as like a day of aninos, a day of Avelos. So what's the halacha? Tova va'ochel bekadshim. That night, that night, you, or you would go to the mikvah, and that night you would be permitted to partake of Kabanas. Gershin is skybar of Pesach. Let's listen to this case. What happens if someone converts on erev Pesach? So, such a fascinating case, right? You would tell the guy, "Just wait seven days. Right? Just wait seven days. Right? Life is much easier, right?" But anyway, the ger wants to. The wants to go out and convert erev Pesach. So Beshamay tovah, So be-shamay says no problem. He finishes his gerus on on erev Pesach Tovel. He, we make him go to the mikvah and he can eat kavon Pesach that night. Now both say. What I want to point out is when Baishamai says, Tovel, that's not the tvila for Geirus. Right? Obviously he already did his tvila for Gairus. Baishamai is saying he does another tvilah, another tvila, goes to the mikvah, and could eat kabben pesach that night. That night, so the Gemara says, the Gemara says, however, Baisilo says, um no, ha porish mina arlo, ke Porish Mina kever Not true. That on the day assuming that his brismila happened that day on Erev Pesach. One who goes out and separates from his Arla, which means one who undergoes a brismila, it's as if literally he's had contact with a corpse. And Halachalamaisi actually has to wait, like Tumas Mace, seven full days. So, mostly, interestingly enough, According to base Shamai, a person who converts on Erev Pesach, he just needs to go to the mikvah. He can eat carbon Pesach that night. But according to base Hillel, a person who converts on Erev Pesach, in fact, can't partake yeah. of carbon Pesach that day, or that night for that matter, will have to wait until next year ultimately to partake of carbon Pesach. So, or, or, I shouldn't say that, or potentially Pesach Sheni if he converted Erev Pesach. So, so let's analyze the cases. Says the Gemara. So, we'll, so let's go to the first case. First case was the Onain case, right? So remember again, just to clarify, Reuven loses his father on Erev Shabbos, on Erev Shabbos. So remember again, that day he is an Onain. That day he is an Onain. Technically speaking, again, so the, the Mishnah said that all Reuven needs to do is that day he goes to the Mikvah, and that night he could partake of carbon Pesach. My time, what's the reason for this? Kasavra Aninos Delaila dirabanan. Because the Tanakam of the Mishnah holds that nighttime Aninos is drabon, In other words, the status of Aninos is only the Yom Hamis only the day of death. Although we will perpetuate Aninos up until Kvura, that is only Midd'rabanan. The Gemara of Pesach, Lo Midu However, by Kavim Pesach, where failure to do so results in a din of Kareis, essentially the rabbanon suspended their halacha. And the rabbanon said, we will suspend Aninos Delilah, so as to allow the individual to offer up Karim Pesach. However, again, I is saying, so when it comes to carbon Pesach, where failure to do so results in Kareis, Chazal was, will suspend their aninos d'rabanon. But it comes to other carbonos where failure to consume it is only an assay, Chazal kept their aninos d'rabanon intact. That's why halacha l'maysa, if on the night of Pesach, the individual will be an onin midrabanon, Chazal suspended their aninos d'rabanon, go to the mikvah, and you can go ahead and consume your carbon Pesach. So al So, So, remember again, the next case was, if someone hears about a loved one who died after 30 days, so that's pretty much the same case <coughs> as Aninos. What the Gimer is intrigued by is the case of Malakit Hatsamus, that if I go to collect the bones of a, of a relative for reburial, so the Mishnah says, no problem, just go to the Mikvah and you can eat Karim Pesach that night. what are you talking about? Malakit Hatsamus, Habay Hazosh, Lish if you gather bones, that's, that, then you've contracted to Masmesh. If you contract Tumas Mace, there's a seven-day purification process with sprinkling of the Paraduma on days three and seven. So how can you just go to the mikvah and consume carbon Pesach that night? Rather, the gemara says, lo atzamos. No, no, no. What it means is, I didn't gather the bones myself, but rather, I had someone else do it. So we'll say, interestingly enough, if you are having the remains of one of the seven close relatives gathered and reinterred, you have the status of an aval. It's almost like you have Shiva that day, the day of Liko Samas. So therefore again, Haloch HaLamay, so whether Aninos of the day or Avelos of that day, all you need to do is go to the mikvah and ultimately can consume Karvan Pesach that night. But what is interesting to note over here is this notion of having to go to the mikvah in order to leave the status of aninos or avelos and to consume Kavah Pesach that night. Good, that's a dindirah abonam, that you have to go to the mikvah. Good, Gershin Iskayar. So we'll say now we come to the case of a person who converted. So remember, a person converts on Erev Pesach. So here we have a Machlokas. Yes. So Beis Hilal says, Beis Hilal says, if you convert and have brismila on Erev Pesach, that's like your tummy Tumas mace seven day toma. Base Shammai says no. If you convert an erer pesach, all you need to do is go to the mikvah, and you can eat erer pesach that night. So we'll also let's analyze. Amar Rabbah Barabachana, Amar Biyochanan, Machlokis Ba'aral Nochri. The Machlokis Rabbeinu is when a non-Jew is converting. The base Savri, listen to this say, So why does base? So let's analyze this for just a moment. So Joe, the guy is is Joe, the guy is is converting. Right? So he goes in and converts an Arab Pesach. Now he becomes a Jew. So Beis Hillel says that a Polish Shmina removal of the foreskin, removal of the Arla, is like coming in contact with a mace. Which means now that the gear is now going to be tummy for seven days. Where, where, where does that come from? Right. What, 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 what is that, what is it? From where do we ever see that somehow Brismila is the equivalent of Tomas Mace? So we'll say, now watch this, it says the Gemara, it's a gzera. The Beisilah sa'ri gzera, shema Yitmalah shana haba. So we'll say, what is Beisilah concerned about? Beisilla is concerned about the following situation. That maybe next year, next year, now remember, by next year already, the Gentile is a full-fledged Jew. Right, so up. so let, let's just our timeline. Erev Pesach, era Pesach 5781 is when Joe the Gentile is converting. Okay, Bar Hashem, he converts, good. So comes Pesach 5782, now Joe is Yosef, he's a full-fledged Jew. So what are we concerned about? We're concerned that Yosef the Ger is going to become tummy next year, V'yomer ishtakid milot tavalti v'achalti. Ach shav nami et Basil is concerned with a certain amount of confusion. So Beishelel is going to say like this, so this year, Joe the Gentile, when he converted, all he needed to do was, he got his bris, he went to the mikvah, not for gerus, but went to the mikveh before Khan Pesach and it was good to go. So next year, he's going to say to himself like this, oh, last year, all I needed to eat to come Pesach was what? Tevila in a Mikvah. This year, even though I became Tamei, all I need is Tevila in a Mikvah again. And he won't realize that last year, all he needed was Tevila in a Mikvah. Why? Because he was a Gentile. And therefore, in his Gentile state, even if he came in contact with a corpse, Halakha Lamaisa, Lamaisa, a, a, a Gentile is not subject to the laws of Tumantara. So all he needed was Tevila, and ultimately he was good to go. Masha and again, once he's a Jew, if he comes in contact with Tumah, Halochah Lameisa, he might require if his corpse Tumah seven days. Therefore, Beisilo holds, both say that Halochah in order to avoid confusion, any time that a Nachri converts on Erev Pesach, we are going to impose upon him a seven-day Tumah. That way he becomes sensitive to halokhas, of Tumen Tara, and knows that next year, should he become Tome, he'll recognize that he can't just go to the Mikva and Mikarba pesach but rather, again, there is a real Tara process. However, Avel Orel Erev, we not already saw Mishum Orel But I will say, Babesila will say, this is only true by a person who's circumcising Altsgerus. But let's say you have a Jew who is just uncircumcised for whatever the reason, and does his circumcision, does his milah, on Erev Pesach, even Beisilel would agree in that case, all he needs to do is go to the mikvah, and you're good to go. So we'll say, so Beisilel's concern is that with the person who converts on Erev Pesach, and we say, if you, if you tell him all you need to do is go to the mikveh, and then you can eat Karan Pesach, he's going to think that in general, all you need to do in order to go ahead and eat Karben Pesach, even if you're in a state of Tumah, is to go ahead and what? Go to the Mikvah. So we'll say. So just to illustrate where this case comes up, let's say in, in this case with the Ger, before he converted, that day Erev Pesach, he went to a Levaya, he went to a funeral on Erev Pesach morning, and then what happens? Now he goes ahead and converts, he goes to the Mikvah, Erev Pesach, he's going to say, now it comes next year, he goes to a Levaya again on Erev Pesach. So he's going to say to himself, oh you know what, last year I went to the Levaya and Erev Pesach, and all I needed to do in order to eat Karim was what? Was what? Go to the mikvah. So this year, all I need to do is go to the mikvah and I can eat Karim as well. And he's not going to realize that was the distinction. Last year, when he went to the Levai, what was his status? What was his status? He was a nachri. He was a Gentile. So therefore, again, there's no Tumantara. So when he went to the mikvah, that was enough. This year, he's a Jew. And as a Jew, he is subject to the laws of Tumantara. And going to the mikveh for a Tumas Nis exposure is not enough. So therefore, Basil says, just in order to avoid any level of confusion, we're just going to say that when a non-Jew converts on Erev Pesach, there's an automatic seven-day Tumah upon him, just to make it uniform. Now, of course, that'll cause him to lose out on Erev Pesach this year, but it's better that way than to avoid confusion in the past. However, of course, this halacha only applies to a non-Jew who is circumcising Al's conversion. But if you have an uncircumcised Jew who does bris milah on Erev Pesach, everyone will agree that all they do is go to the mikvah, and he can ikar Pesach. So the Gemara Satana, the Akhir that supports this. Do not disagree regarding a situation, ultimately, again, of a non of a Jew who does who does and erev pesach, that all he needs to do is go to the Mikvah and he can eat his pesach. What do they argue about? Al oral All they argue about about a non Jew. Beis Shammai says he could go ahead and just eat his and pesach that night. And Beisilol says, no, one who goes there, literally, one who separates from his Arlah, one who gets a bris on Erev Pesach, is like one who came in contact with a corpse, and therefore, Halokha Lamaissa has to observe seven days of tara. So, says, so, this is actually very, so how do we pass in this Halokha? So the, the Rav here, in Perek Vov, Halokha Zion writes as follows. So the Rambam says, the Rambam says, "Yisrael Orel Shemal be'erev Pesach. If an if a Jew vid bris milan erev Pesach shochtan alav achar Shemal." So the halacha is, you can go ahead; he could eat that night. Aval gershin iskay Rabbi Yamar Baasar umal the tavol ain shochtan alav shena ochal le'erev vahar yu kiporish min hakaver sheitzarech shiva yomim v'achar kach yitar. So, we'll say so again. So, halal khalamaisa the Rahman goes on and explains that essentially he passed the night by Silo. This is actually quite fascinating. So, if you have a non-Jew who converts on Erev Pesach, we would not allow him to eat carbon Pesach that night. So, we'll say why? Because again, out of concern that the non that now the Ger will think all you need to do to remedy Tumah for carbon Pesach purposes is Tvila in a mikvah, and whereas Tvilah in a mikvah works for certain types of tumah, it will not work for tomah So in order to avoid any kind of confusion, if he converts on Erev Pesach, essentially we go and impose upon him a seven-day tumah. So we'll say, again, the Ramam goes on, but quite a fascinating halacha. So you're him like this, at all. so the Gemara goes right there. So we'll say, this, this brings up an interesting discussion. I'm rab, a So rabba says, So we we'll say the case of Orel, which is the case you just mentioned, Onain, I'm sorry, Hazal, the case of sprinkling of the ashes of the Paraduma, and Izemel, which is the knife from Mila, he'amidu divrayem kares. So both say, what I'm going to point out now is quite a fascinating dynamic. You know, sometimes, sometimes, so you see over here, that Hazal keep their Gezeres in place, and sometimes they lift them, right? So isn't it interesting, we just spoke about before, for example, Onain. Right in name, so we just said midday oraisa on the day of death, a person has a biblical status of aninos, and Chazal extended that status into the night. So, for example, Reuven loses his father. Ruben loses his father on Sunday, Sunday day. he's an onin that day. Technically speaking, that night there's no maraninos, which means he should be able to eat karbonos. Yet midrabanon, we extend his aninos into Sunday night. And he can't decarbanos. But, if Reuven loses his father on Erev Pesach, the status of Aninos is on Erev Pesach. But yet, that night, that night, we will suspend his rabbinic Aninos so that he has the ability to decarbanos. So you see, sometimes Chazal suspends the halochas. Yet, we just saw in the case of the Ger who converts on Erev Pesach, that what? Chazal begozer to say his tame at night, and therefore he can't declare Be'ezah. So now Rav is coming along and saying it's interesting. Sometimes Chazal keep their exeras in place, sometimes they lift their exeras. So, for example, Orel Hazo Izemel, in the case of Orel, sprinkling of the ashes of Paraduma and mila knife, Hamidu Divraim, Chazal kept their halachas in place. Again, we'll, we'll discuss each of these cases. Siddiq says, Hamidu Divraim bemachum karis. Chazal went ahead and kept their halachas in place, even in a situation where ultimately there is karis. We'll define what that means in just a moment. Onen, mitzora Ubeis but in the case of Onen, mitzora and Beis we'll discuss all these cases as well. Halachal, Amai, Salohem, Karis. Chazal suspended their halachas when there was a situation of karis. So we'll say, what does this mean? Let's go through the cases. So, Arel, Hada So we'll say, Arel... That's the case we just mentioned, right? What's the Allah of Aurel? Namely, again, that if a non-Jew converts on erev Pesach, we essentially go ahead and impose upon him a seven-day tuma. But we'll say, even though what? Even though now, as a result of that rabbinic seven-day tuma, he will not be able to do carbon Pesach. And obviously Karim Pesach is very severe because Halokha Lamaissa, failure to do Karim Pesach intentionally, results in Karis. Yet Chazal, now obviously the Ger is not going to be slapped with Karis because Chazal are preventing him from doing the mitzvah. But you see that Chazal keep their Halokha even though even though their Halokha will prevent the Ger from doing Karim Pesach. RL, what's the case? Um, sorry, Hazal, what's the case of Hazal? The Mar, Hazal shavus the <laughs> Shabbos. say this is very interesting. What's the case of hazah? So both say remember a person who contracts corpse tumma is sprinkled with the ashes of Para aduma on day three and day seven of their seven day purification process. both say let's say for example day seven, day seven comes out on Shabbos. On Shabbos, both say so let's say for example and let's say that Shabbos, let's say that Shabbos is erev Pesach. So now, so remember. If you, sprinkle the, if you sprinkle the guy who's tameh with the ashes of the paraduma and the water on Shabbos, which is Eretz Pesach, he'll be able to eat Karan Pesach that night. But failure to do so will preclude him from eating Karan Pesach. So Rabbi we do not sprinkle the ashes of paraduma on an individual on Shabbos. Why not? Because Rabbi Seh Chazal said you can't do it because it has the appearance ultimately again of tikkun, of fixing something. Right? Remember again when you sprinkle someone with ashabadun, you're fixing their status. Well, fixing looks like a malach. It's doma la malacha, it's a shwas, it's a dravon, therefore we don't sprinkle Ashton. So, What do you see from here? So you see the chazal are maintaining their in place, even though by not sprinkling the guy with the ashes of the paradum, you're gonna prevent them from offering up carbon Pesach So in is What's the case of the Mila, la, mila naif tisanyo? Keshem shein mevin osu darakh rishusha rabim. Shabbos Now remember again, halacha lamaysa. You are allowed to do a bris mila on Shabbos. Even though again, performing bris mila entails malacha. Namely the drawing of blood. And drawing of blood is the malacha of shgita. You, you say milah Bismana is docha Shabbos. You are right? The Pasek says in the Pasek u'bayom hashmini imal basar Allah. on the eighth day you do milah. The Mera bayom hashmini. But listen to this. What about carrying the knife? Let's say the mall forgot to bring the knife to the shul before, uh, before Shabbos, or to the house before Shabbos. So we'll say, The same way that you can't carry a knife through Rishos HaRabim on Shabbos, that I understand. I understand they can't carry a knife. Why? Because carrying a knife in Rishos will be what? Will be what? But not only that in also gagos, karfifos. say remember again, we remember from our from our Shabbos days that remember there is a way to carry an item without transgressing any biblical law. Right? Essentially carry it through a series of Rishuias rish, Hayochid. Right? Carry it through a series of public domains rooftops, chatzeros, right, carfaves, So there's plenty of ways to carry something, to transport an item from point A to point B, without transgressing anything biblically. Yet, haloch you're not allowed to do it. So we'll say CC from here. So all the gemara is pointing out is that haloch there are cases where Chazal will keep their gezeros intact, even though, again, the, the keeping those gezeros intact Will prevent one from performing significant mitzvos. Yet there are other times. There are other times when Chazal lifted their halachas or suspended their halachas in order to allow for the performance of a mitzvah. So the first, so the first three, so Arel Hazah Izemel, right, are three cases where Chazal kept their halachas intact. Onen Mitzora BeSapras is where Chazal lifted their halachas or suspended their gzerus in order to allow for the performance of mitzvahs. Let's go through this case. Onen. So we'll say onin we spoke about, right? What's the case of Onin? That even though we extend Aninos into the nighttime, nevertheless, for Karban Pesach purposes, we suspend Aninos so that the Onain could partake of Karban Pesach that night. Mitzorah, this is fascinating. What's the case of Mitzorah? Listen to this case. Mitzorah, shechal shemini Pesach. So we'll say, now watch this case. We've got a guy who's a Mitzorah. Right, he's gone through his purification process, and he's up to day eight. Now, day eight would be the day that he would normally come to the Beis Hamikdash in order to get the blood applications, right on his uh, on 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 the various parts of his body in order to finish up his tara process. So now we have a day eight mitzvah. Okay, so he's ready for his purific- for the final piece of his purification process, and the eighth day also happens to be Erev Pesach. So the great news is that now this Mitsurah, once he finishes his purification process, he's gonna be able to eat Karam Pesach that night. Fantastic news. But what happened? Now we'll say what happens on day eight. He has a seminal emission, He becomes about Kerry. Now we'll say, now why why is this problematic? This is problematic because remember, in order for him to achieve in order for him to have his purification for the Mitsorah process. He has to come into the Besamikdash compound. He has to come into Harabais. The problem is a Balkari can't come onto Harabais. Right? Balkari can't come into Machinalviya. So so what do we do in a case like this? Now, now the problem is now the problem is that in order that that means now not only, well, that means is that the the Mitzorah is not going to have his purification, which means he won't be able to eat carbon pesach. So watch what we do. So the gemara says mitzvah shachal shmi shalbera pesach v'ra'akei yom tovel va'ochel. We allow him to go to the mikvah and eat carbon pesach that night. Amru chachamim af apisha t'vul yom eno nichnas. And the chacham said, even though halachah normally we do not allow a t'vul yom. Oh so remember again, what we tell the Mitzvah is fine. You had, you had a seminal emission that day. Go to the Mikvah now. Go to the Mikvah. And now go to the Beis HaMikdash in order to go ahead and get your blood applications. Even though we say, normally, halachalamaisa, a tvul yom can't come to the Beis HaMikdash. Mutav yavo ase Sheyish bokares, the yitcha ase bokares. Interesting enough, the Gemara says, we're going to tell the, we're going to tell the Mitzvah, Go to the mikvah for your, for your carry emission, and now go to the base of And even though by going to the base of and the status of a tevul yom, you are in violation of an assay, we would rather have you be in violation of an assay that doesn't have kareis, so that you could eat the carbon pesach that night, which is an assay which carries with it a penalty of kareis. Rabbi and I watch this. The truth is, the prohibition for a balkari to come into the base hamikdash. Remember, a balkeri was a teful yom, which means he had a semalami mission. He went to the mikveh, He just needs hair of shemesh. That's not even an isra daraisa. i daraisa. yehoshafat that yehoshafat stood. In the Chatsar HaKhadasha, my Chatsar HaKhadasha, Shechid Shubodavrit was the Chatsar where they made a new ruling. And they legislated that a Tvulyom, Also remember again, who's a Tvulyom? A Tvulyom was a person who went to the Mikvarati for his Tomah, and all he needs is of Shemesh, all he needs is Sunset. Yo instituted that such a person should not come to Machan al Remember, both say, Machan al is the Harabai, it's the Beis So ultimately, Yo legislated this, they shouldn't come. So what do you see from here? It's not even a Daraisa that a can come to the Beis Amikdosh, but rather again... It's a dirabanan. So we'll say, now watch this. So, let's, so this is a little bit more of a complicated case. So here's an example of a Dindirabanon dirabanan which was suspended in order to facilitate current Pesach consumption. So we'll say, what's the case? A very, very specific case. A Mitsora who has gone through his entire seven-day purification process. Now it's day number eight. Day number eight is the day where he shows up ultimately again to go and get his blood application. i will say, now I know what you're thinking. Well, one second, forget about Balkari. How How can a Mitzorah himself come to the base of HaMekdesh. Because also remember again, a Mitzvah is not allowed to come into all three Machanos, Machana Shechina, Machana Leviyah, Machana Yisrael. So remember again, after he's undergone his seven days of purification, he could come into Machana Yisrael. And remember Rashi points out, we're not going to do it inside, but Rashi points out, he stands by Sharnikonor. Sharnikonor was the eastern gate, and we also just had this a few days ago, The width of that gate was not not sanctified. So he stands in the width of that gate, which is not sanctified with kedusha samikdash, The coin comes to him and does does the blood applications. Fine. This Mitzorah case is very specific, because what happens? He's now going through a seven-day purification process. It's day eight. He's able to show up in the base of to get his blood applications and then be done with his Saras. Great news. Day eight firm is also Erev Pesach. Fantastic. So then he's going to have his current What happens? Day number eight, Eretz Pesach, he becomes a balkari. Under normal circumstances. What's the status of a Balkeri? We say go to the Mikvah, but you can't come to the Mikdash until when? Until when? That night. That night, you have of Shemesh. So we'll say, it turns out that that din, that a balkari cannot come into Macha in and is a din dirabanan, And when it turns out, that the carry status is preventing an eighth day matzora from completing his purification process, we will suspend that dindirabanan so that the matzora could show up, get his blood application, become tahar, and ultimately again eat Kerem Pesach that night. So another example. So we'll say again, we're just contrasting categories. Sometimes Chazal say our legislation remains in place even though. That will preclude you from eating the carbon pesach, and other times they lift it. Last case, base we'll say Last line, tzadik and adalif. Incredible, base we'll say, So we know the case of base hapras. Base hapras is a field in which we know for sure there was a grave, but what happened? The field was plowed over, and now the location of the grave is unknown. So the status, of course, be so what happens if you go through a base HaPras? So watch this. This is not this is not the shovin. Beis Shammai or Beis and Beis both agree that what? Amit Beis. Shebotkin la'osei Pesach vain botkin la'okli chuma. Both say this is a great case. So we'll say the Halach says as follows. If, if a person needs to cross that field in order to go ahead and do their Karban Pesach, botkin, we allow the person to traverse that field in order to go ahead and eat his carbon Pesach. We'll discuss what this means in just a moment. However, Haloch if you need to cross that field to eat your Truma, what it means is, we allow a person to essentially traverse that field through checking the field in order to be able to eat his Karben Pesach. But we will not allow the individual to go through that field, to traverse that field in order to eat Truma. So what does that mean? For Tumor, we say, find a different way around. Find a different way around, and if you choose to go through that field, we're going to levy upon you at least the rabbinic level of Tumor. So my Bodkin, like what does that mean? That a person could cross that field in order to do current basis, of. you have to check the field, what does that mean? What it means, what will say, is it's a little bit tedious, but what you have to do is you walk and you blow on the dirt in front of you each step you take. Why do you blow on the dirt in front of you? Because this way, if there's any bone fragment there, if you blow on the earth, you could scatter the dust. You'll see if there's bone. So it takes a little while to get across the field, but la but la there's a way to do it. So say what it means is for carbon pesach, we will allow you to navigate the baisa pras if that's the best way for you to get to your carbon pesach. But for other, for let's say for truma, for other carbon, for other Kadshim, we'll tell you find a different route. And if you choose to go through the baisa pras, you will be rabbinically tummy. Rabbi Yehuda Bar-Abbayi Mishmed, Rabbi Yehuda Amar, Beis HaPras Shenidosh Rabbi Yehuda bar says that what? In the name of, Rav, in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, I'm sorry, Beis HaPras Shenidosh. Rabbi Yehuda Sayyidosh, if you have a Beis HaPras that has had an incredible amount of pedestrian traffic, such a Beis HaPras is Tohar. Why? Because says, since there are so many people who ultimately went ahead and walked through it, we assume that any bone fragments have been totally scattered out of the normative path, and therefore, one would be permitted to go ahead and walk through it while still maintaining tara. So therefore, we we'll say, we see in really, really incredible cases, we see that there are three instances where Chazal said our legislation will remain in place, even though, again, said that legislation will prevent me from eating Koran Pesach, and three other cases where Chazal chose to suspend their legislation in order to facilitate Kabbal participation. Incredible! Hadronalachim Shabosai. Obviously, there's a lot more written about why Chazal choose to keep their halachas intact in certain circumstances, but choose in other times to suspend their halachas. But that's part of a bigger discussion. Hadronalachim we'll al Mazal tov. Mazeltov. Mazel tov. Incredible. Incredible. Vayter. So we'll say now, we're going to get into the Halachas of Pesach Sheni. So remember again, the Torah, when it speaks about Pesach Shemi, speaks about a person who was Tameh or B'derech someone who was unable to go ahead and, someone who was unable to offer a Pesach Rishon, either because he was ritually impure, or he was just too far away. So Mishahaya Tameh or B'derech sarishon, someone who was Tameh, or too far away. We'll def- again, okay, we'll have to define what "too far away" means, and therefore did not perform Pesach Rishon. Ultimately, again, could go ahead and fulfill his obligation with Pesach Sheni. Shogog Similarly, if a person was shogging, right inadvertently, right inadvertently failed to perform Pesach Rishon, or nanas. there was an extenuating circumstance which prevented him from offering a Pesach Rishon. Yaaseh So, I will say, so again, so really what the Mishnah is saying is like this pretty much any case of Shogig or Ones, right? Any case where just for some reason accidentally you didn't perform Pesach or Ones, there was an extenuating circumstance, you have the ability to utilize Pesach Shani. Well, if that's the case, Imkain, Lama Ne'amar Tame Obederech Rechoka. So, we'll say that's the case. Why don't you just be a bit more explicit, Why not just say if you are an ones or a shogeg, you get to utilize pesach sheni? Why does the Torah have to say tameh or derech rechoka? Sheelu p'tur kares, veelu so What it means is these are pata from karis, i.e., tameh and derech rechoka, but others are chayivin karis. So, we'll, say, we'll have to. Rashi points out. The Gemara will have to define what exactly that phrase means. So, we'll say, let's analyze. Itmar. So, we'll say, now we come to a very interesting. So, we'll say, now this is the Sugya Pesach sheni. So, itmar, listen to this interesting Gemara. How you're Bedech Veshochto, vizarko all over. say, what about the following situation? Let's say I am Bedech Chokha, right? So, I, I'm I'm too far away, so to speak. And what happens? So, we'll say, which means that right now, right now, where I am geographically, It is impossible for me to get to Yerushalayim in time to do the shchita for the Pesach. Impossible. But, listen to this, halacha l'maysa, it's possible for me to get there Pesach night in order to eat the Right? So I'm in a place geographically where I'm too far, I'm too far away to get there in time for shchita slash Zrika, but I can get there for consumption. But the rest of the members of my mishpacha are there, and they're more than happy to shecht on my behalf. What's the halacha in such a situation? Look at Rashi. Shechtu v'zarko alav, it's the first Rashi in the Gimara section Rashi, right across in Tosus, me. Shechtu v'zarko alav, erev yavo. So I can't get there by day, but I can get there at night. So we'll say, right now, I'm in a... So remember, the, the case of Derech Rechokah means, that's what I we'll say, the case of Derech R'cholka means, I can't get there in time to Shech the Karim Pesach. So I can't get there before, before shkia before sunset of Erev Pesach, but I can get there sometime on Pesach night in order to actually consume the Karim Pesach. So we'll say, here's the Shailah. My Chabura, my family is in Yerushalayim. I'm too far, I won't get there before Yom Tiv starts, but I can get there by Seder night. If they shecht on my behalf, including me, I'll show up, I'll be there in time for consumption, but cannot be there in time for Shrita, does that work? Does that work? Can I be part of their Chabura for Pesach Rishon, or do we say that because there is no way for me to get there, during the time of shechita, by definition, what? By definition, what? I am pushed to pay sachsini. That's the shaila. So Rav Nachman Amar Hutzah. Rav Nachman says it works. It works. And halochel amaisan pata It works. Halochel amaisa. It's no problem. I'm part of the chaburah of the Pesach. Rishon, I'm yotzei. Rav Sheishes Amar Lo Rav says it does not work. Let's analyze. The gemar says Rav Nachman Amar Hutzah Mechas Hu Dechas Rachamana I Love. The Tava Allah Bracha, because we also listen to this, Rav says it works. Why? Because halachalam ma'isa when the Torah gives me the right of Pesach Shin, the Torah is telling me if I'm too far away and I can't make it, the Torah is giving me an option ultimately again for a makeup date. But if I can make it, if there's some way for me to eat Pesach Rishon, even though I can't get Yushalayim ultimately during this Manshkhita, but I'm going to make it there that night. So that's obviously preferable. Rav Shesha Samar, Lo Midcha Dachyei yeah. Rechmoni So we'll say, Rav Nachman says, or, sorry, Rav Shesha says, it does not work. Why? Because we'll say, the Torah equates Dach Rechoka with Tameh. Just like a person whose Tameh is precluded from participating in Pesach Rishon, so too if I am too far away, I'm just too far away, and I can't make it to Yushalayim, in a time of shchita, I am nidcha." I'm mitcha, I'm simply set aside, I, I, I'm, I'm out of the window, and there are, I'm, I'm, out, I'm, out of, I'm out of the parsha, and therefore by definition I am pushed to Pesach Shemi. What's a I Fascinating machlokes. I'm Rav Nachman, so we'll I It's more. So Rav Nachman says, From where do I know that even if someone is Bedech or Choka during this Manshrita, but can make it to Yushalayim by Pesach night, and is Chabura Shechts on his behalf, that is, Yotzeh Pesach, Rishon, I'll tell you from where. So, Avram Nachman, from where do I know? If someone is was Tameh or Derech rechokah, and therefore did not participate in Pesach Rishon, he can go ahead and do Pesach Sheni. boy Now, both say, interestingly enough, Rav Nachman says, just look at the wording of the Mishnah. The wording of the Mishnah seems to indicate to us, if somebody was tamir Choka, follow us Rishon, and did not do, meaning, because he was too far away, he did not perform Pesach Rav Nachman says, implicit in those words is, if somehow there was the ability for him to perform Pesach Rishon and he did so, he would be Yodse. I, what's the possibility for him to perform Pesach Rishon if he's too far away? If the rest of the members of my Chabura were in Yerushalayim, they had me in mind. They included me as part of the Chaburah. They had me in mind at the time of the Shechita. When I make it there again for Pesach, and anytime you'll say, say, that can't be the proper reading, because I'll tell you why. If that's the case, safer look at the end of the Mishnah. Diktani Anas v'lo The Mishnah said, right, that if a person was shogig or ones and did not perform Pesach rishon, you could perform Pesach sheni. Now midiktani v'lo asa, Now, we say, the fact that it says v'lo asa did not do so, so I'll say, what are you going to infer from that? So in her, Rav Sheche says to Rav Nachman, you're saying that Lashon of Velo Asa, he did not do indicates to us, but if he found a way to do it, he would be Yodse. Well, how does that Lashon make sense with the cases of Shogeg or Ones? Mechlal di boy of How can you say that? Hare we'll i say, obviously, if he's Shogeg or he's Ones, that means there was no effort to do it. Ella, say, watch this, it's actually pretty wild. Ella, Mazid Katoni Bahadayu. Rather, i say, it must be that each part of the Mishnah, the Reisha and the Seifa, had two stated cases and one unstated case. The case, ultimately, again, of the unstated case of the Seifa, ultimately, again, was Mazid again is right? So maybe ultimately, again, in the first case, the unstated case ultimately was Onen, and the second in the safer, the unstated case was Meizid. I will say, take a look at Rashi just a moment. So I will say, in the safer the unstated case was Meizid, and that refers to a case where he could have done it but chose not to do it. So the Gemara says, Our Mishnah seems to support this reading as well, because remember we'll say that cryptic last line of the Mishnah, when it said, these are from kares," but ultimately again, these will be Chayivim Kharis. Ahayo, what is that referring to? Ahayo, Shogig veneanas bnei kares nino. So I say, can't refer to shogig veneanas because a shogig is subject to kares. Elalav amezid vaonin. Rather, it must refer ultimately again to mazed and onin. Because I say, remember again, like we saw before, if somebody doesn't perform koran pesach b'mezid, the penalty for that is kares. So again, I say onin. This goes back to the last parak. What's that look about onin? say what's the luchah by onin? An Onayn, an Onayn, Midrabanon is precluded at night. But remember, by Karab Pesach, what did Chazal do with their Gzirah about Onayn? What did they do? They lifted it. That was, that was just Mamash Lasky Mara. They suspended their Halachas. So therefore, if an Onayn does not perform Karab Pesach by night, he is Chayiv Kareis. Rav Nachman, Amr khali Olam, Amezid Luchudei. Rav Nachman disagrees. He says no. In reality, this refers to mezid by himself and really you should have said So she just said in the singular. Why does it say in the plural? I did tana nami Sefa Since it said by the Raisha potter, so to it said. I'm sorry, since it's said by the Ray Shapatur in plural, so to it's said by the Seifa HaChayov in plural as well. Even though, Rav Nachman will say that there's only really one case of Chiyuv, Chiyuv Kares, i.e. the case of Mezid. So I'm we'll say, fine. So I'm going to say, where do I know my Sheetah from? So I'm we'll say, remember again, we're remaining laser focused over here. We're talking about a very specific case, Derech Rechoka. But in this case of Derech Rechoka, I am geographically too far away to make it to Yerushalayim ultimately again during the time of Shmita, but when can I make it Yerushalayim for when? At night for Achilah. So the Shaila is now: if my is in Yerushalayim, can they have me in mind to be part of the Chabura, even though again I can't make it in time for Shmita? but can make it in time ultimately again at night to eat. So remember again, Rav Nachman says it works. It works. I'm part of the Chabura. I don't have to pay Pesach sheni. Rav Sheisha says it does not work. So says Rav I'm Rav Sheisha's allah So Rav says, From where do I know that Haloch said does not work? Low words. Huh? So listen to this. Tisanya, Rabbi Akiva Omer it says, Tomei, and it says, Bedechor Right, the Torah lumps these two things together. Tap of tzadikimel. Ma So both say, you know, technically speaking, a person who's Tomei, does he have the physical wherewithal, the physical ability to perform the carbon? And the answer is, yes. What's preventing him from performing the Karban What's preventing him? His status. So Technically speaking, he has the physical ability to do so, but he can't do it because of his status. Af So bosa, the case of derich rechoka ultimately again could be a case where what? Where Allah he has the ability to do so. Where does he have the ability to perform the Karm the if he's Bader how could that happen? That's our case where my mishpacha is in Yerushalayim, they could shecht on my behalf. And I could get there at night on time to go ahead and shecht. So we'll say, so remember, but yet what? It will not work. So we'll say, so again, this is Rav So Shesha. Rav Sheshach is the one who says this case does not work. And Rav says it doesn't work based on the idea, the fact that the Torah equates Tameh and Derach just, just like Tameh is a person who has the physical wherewithal "...to offer up the carmen, but his status prevents him from doing so, so to Terech Rehokwe refers to even someone who is too far away bizman shechita, but has, has mishpacha, who kitshecht on his behalf, make him part of the Chabura, and he'll get there in time to eat that night." But yet, halachah the, the, the Torah prevents him from doing so. If you can't make it there Bizman shechita, that is called derech rechoka, and you are pushed to pesach sheni. Rav that this is Rav Shesh's shechita. So Shesh the understands this is why the Torah. This is based on Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva's drasha, Tamay and derech rechoka are in the same boat. And just as tamei has the physical wherewithal to perform the covenant, but his status prevents him, so too, even if you're bederach rechoka and you have the physical wherewithal, what's the case of physical wherewithal where the other members of your chabura are in yerushalayim bisman shechita, they could shech on your behalf, include you as part of the chabura, and you'll make it there in time for nighttime. That's still called derech rechoka, and you're pushed to pay sasheni. I would, Rambam to say this. Rambam, the that's not a good raya because you're quoting Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva generally holds. Rabbi Akiva, the Tzavitek Hasaver, ain't shochtan v'zarkin atame sheretz. The and I'm atame sheretz. Because Rabbi interestingly enough, Rabbi Akiva has a more chomer approach. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Osay, holds that if someone is tame Tumas Sheretz on Erev Pesach, you cannot include them as part of the Chabura, even though Rabbi Osay, what's the status of Tumas Sharetz? Right, how does Tumas Sharetz work? right? All you need is to go to the mikvah that day, and that night you are mutter. But everyone else holds that if a person is tameh with Tumash Sharas on erev Pesach, so even though technically speaking he can't eat to the carbon now, but we know he could eat to the Karban that night. Everyone else holds he can be part of the Chabura. because even though he's precluded now, all he needs to the mikvah by day and at night he'll be fit. Rabbi Akiva holds that someone who's coming to mashersets can't be part of the Chabura. So Rabbi Akiva is more machmir in general about these things. Apparently, Rabbi Akiva holds that in order to really be part of a chaver of a what has to happen? You have to be one hundred percent fit and present at the zman shchita v'haraya even someone who's tamid to Masheretz, coming to Rabbi Akiva, can be part of a Chabura. And Rav Nachman will say, we don't paskin that way. We don't paskin that way. We paskin that even if you can't be present but we know for sure you're going to be good to go that night, that's good enough. So someone who's tummy to Masheretz can go to the Mikvah by day, participate as part of the Chabura at night. Similarly, Rav Nachman will say, someone who has bedericholka on Erev Pesach but can make it to Yerushalayim ultimately again, by night, ultimately, could be included as part of the chaburah. So I will say. So we end off with this so distinct fundamental Machlokas. So Remember, the kind of like the paradigmatic case of Der rechokah is what is what, where you're just too far away, you can't make it to your at all at any time, even by the night of Pesach. That's the paradigmatic case of Der rechokah. The machlokis case is I'm far away enough that I can't make it to your ultimately when on erev Pesach bisman shechita. But what if I can make it by the night of the Seder? Can I be included as part of a Chabura or not? That is the Machlok. It's Rav Nachman and Rav Shesha. Rav Nachman saying, that works. You're part of the Chabura. You're Yosef Pesach Rishon. Rav Shesha saying, it does not work. You're not part of the Chabura. You're pushed to Pesach. Sheni. We'll say, we will see the Halacha, the who we pass like a Hashem tomorrow. All right, on Zoom, everyone have a wonderful day. Yeshek, everyone.